0: You're listening to Industry Iowa, presented by Cirrus, the Center for Industrial Research and Service. Here's your host,
1: Stephen Wilson. Good morning, Uh, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you might be listening to the Industry Iowa podcast. Uh, Today on our program is one of our very own, uh, Paul Gormley. Ah, uh, Paul is part of our growth team, and I'm going to give him an opportunity to to share a little bit of his background and and what uh, what he's been doing here at Cirrus. And then we're going to be talking about digital marketing, and uh, certainly as uh, I believe that it's become more and more a uh, an important uh, and viable uh, source of of marketing. And and uh, just as things change, right? As as technologies change, these things become more and more. Uh, prevalent and uh, necessary for organizations not only to become competitive but also to become uh, sustainable. And so, Paul, welcome to uh, today's episode of Industry Iowa.
0: Well, thanks, Steve. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you today.
1: So, give us a little bit of background. I know you've been with Cirrus for uh, for a couple of decades plus, right? So, uh, so give us a little <laughs> bit of background on uh, on yourself. Sure, sure. Uh, well, uh, real basic background. I uh,
0: got my education in electrical engineering at Iowa State University. Got an MBA. Uh, was interested, thinking that I would go into uh, engineering uh, management, if you will, and uh, kind of caught the bug for some other things. Uh, it did go into design. Practiced my craft for a while, and then eventually came to Cirrus and. Uh, when I got there, I, I found that our manufacturers needed some help in, in growing their businesses in general, uh, not just in how to design new products and and things like that, which I was also had an interest in. Uh, I also work in innovation, like to help companies with that, but, uh, you know, getting the word out on what made them special. And uh, right away, I saw that uh, at the time we called it internet marketing. Or mm-hmm. e-business yep. uh, was a way that our our clients could get the word out and kind of uh, play uh, level the playing field, if you will, with the big boys. Mm-hmm. And um, well, that was in 1999. I I'm almost at 25 years with Cirrus and still kind of going with the same thing, beating that same drum. And uh, through the years, I picked up a lot of assistance uh, at Cirrus. We, we have capabilities internally and we have external capabilities through partners and third party resources. And now I've got a a lot of help, a lot of people that cooperate with me and help our clients achieve their goals.
1: So, uh, of course, uh, Paul, as I mentioned, Paul is part of our Cirrus team. And if you'd like to find out more information about Cirrus, you can go to cirrus.iastate.edu. And uh, one of the other things, too, I would encourage you to check out the events there as well, because I know um, Paul and his crew have um, uh, put together several webinars and upcoming events uh, for such things as learning more and more about digital marketing and growth uh, in general for your organization. So, Paul, I want to start out with a very uh, simple and, and basic question, I guess maybe a basic question, but one that... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could probably cover uh, in in the thirty minutes that we have allotted here. But what is digital marketing anyway? What you said, you know, it's kind of like internet marketing, e business. So, what is digital marketing all about? Okay, okay, that's a good question. Um, really,
0: let let me pose it as uh, let juxtapose it with marketing, which a lot of people understand what that is. You know. The basics behind marketing is it is supposed to be an activity that raises awareness and provides leads, hopefully warm leads, to sales. Okay, that's that's the basic objective of marketing. And digital marketing is simply the utilization of d- digital tools, usually online, but still other digital marketing tools. Uh, to help achieve the goals of the marketing strategy or plan. And so there are many things that are a part of that, but that's the general idea behind what digital marketing is. It's nothing magic. It's just those
1: things that you can use to help achieve those marketing goals. What are some of the things that you're seeing right now that um, I guess are differentiators for companies? For organizations, as it pertains to digital marketing. Hmm. Once again, a great question.
0: Uh, differentiators. You know, I'm I'm going to take that back because when we talk about digital marketing, uh, there is a strategy to digital marketing. That's understanding how your digital marketing tactics actually work uh, together. Mm -hmm. Okay, how they won't interfere with each other and how you can accomplish those goals. Um, But I'm going to take it back when you say, you know, what's differentiating. I'm going to take it back into marketing, which the activity of marketing really is trying to understand yourself, understand your market, understand uh, your target market, which might be a subsection of that. And then the people within that target market and then what they really value. Out of that, you create a thing called a value proposition, or you may have several value propositions. It depends on your product line or services that you provide. And once you understand those value propositions and the people that you're trying to deliver them to, you then, and only then, get to that digital marketing tactic implementation, and quite honestly, any tactical implementation you need to have that strategy set up ahead of time. So when you go out to utilize the tools, the tactics, um, it will actually set you off. So I am coming back to what you're saying here is that a great message and a a thorough understanding of what somebody needs or wants from you that you can honestly deliver is what sets you apart. It's, you know, one of the things I like to tell people is that marketing is not an assemblage of men in a corner office in a smoke-filled room trying to figure out how to sell (laughs) stuff that people don't want to them, okay? It's marketing is understanding what people need or want and being able to, to deliver that to them. And then some of that that people understand typically, you know, they think of marketing as spin or advertising or those sorts of things. Honestly, advertising is a part of marketing, but it isn't all of marketing. It's the delivery of the message. And that message has been well thought out and understood. And it's just an honest expression of what we can do for the client that the client actually wants.
1: Mm um you you mentioned and and i've seen some of this and and heard some of this from you before that marketing is an exper uh experimental process elaborate on that a little bit would you Terrific, great that is a that is a very good question and i'm glad that you've been paying attention
0: while i've been talking thank you steve (laughs) for that so i call it an experimental process i have a few third-party resources that help me with marketing strategy they'd like to call it a testing process but since i come from the scientific you know side of things or engineering i say it's an experiment and what i what i'm saying there is that marketing from one company to another from one market to another or even within a market is is different because you have different value propositions if you're doing it right you're actually thinking about what your competitive advantage is and you know, what the differences are there and the way you deliver your message or who you deliver it to is usually different. And so we can't say that there are marketing experts necessarily. What we like to say is there are marketing testing experts or marketing experimenters that know the best practices of marketing uh, and, and and run it more like an experiment. And, and how was it like an experiment? Well, in an experiment, you have a hypothesis. You say, well, I think if I do this, I'll get this result, but I need to test it. OK, so you have this hypothesis. You set up an experiment. And you run that experiment and you, you run that experiment with all of the knowledge and capabilities that you have in your head already. So you you come into that experiment with best practices and the tools and the techniques that you would use. After, you know, while you're running that experiment, you're collecting data because we need to have data to be able to examine at the end, look at what we did and see if our hypothesis was right, wrong, if the the experiment we set up was done correctly, all of those sorts of things. And so we need to gather data. And then after we gather the data, you're back at the beginning of that loop to say, so how did this match up with our original hypothesis? And then now what do we do? Do we, uh, do we kill it? Do we say, Oh gosh, the results that we got just show us that it's wrong. Or do we say, wow, that was a home run. Let's double down on that. Or, Hey, you know, it's not so bad, but it could be improved. Mm -hmm. Now, what do we do to change it? And then let's run that experiment again. So in general, I say marketing is an experimental process. But when you utilize the tactics of digital marketing, what's kind of nice about that is with the analytics and things that we have nowadays to be able to track what it is that we're doing, we can get great results and understand with pretty decent granularity what's actually happening. Now, there's still some extrapolation. Uh, There's no 100% guarantee that we know exactly what's going on, but compared to 20, 30 years ago, we have great insight, and digital marketing can help us get that.
1: So, uh, is digital marketing then for everybody?
0: Oh, so... (sighs) I believe for most of my clientele, it is probably an appropriate tactical endeavor, okay? Okay. Um, I can't say it's for everyone, but what I do find from the the years of doing this and working with hundreds of clients, um, and I can't even say maybe now it's in the thousands of people that we've educated um, and in the interface that I have with them, What I do find is that people, if you aren't online and findable, there is a large group and ever-growing group that don't consider you real. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And an analogy I I give quite often is that in the old, old days, if you didn't have a shingle over your door, you probably weren't a real business. And then if you didn't have a telephone, and then if you weren't in the Yellow Pages, and then if you weren't in the Thomas Register, and then if you got a website, you must really know what you were doing. People got millions of dollars in the late 90s because they were able to make a website. And people are much less impressed with you now. For instance, if you have a bad website, But it because this is this is this has been researched. Uh, The website is the first point of contact that people have with you. Mm -hmm. And if whether it's fair or not, they judge you on that and your digital online presence. It used to be they'd look at the outside of your building and be able to judge you. That's not the case anymore. Now they look at your website, they get an idea of what you're all about, and then they make a judgment on that. That is silly but true. And so if you're not there and you can't be found, then that gives a huge impression that you're not real. So to a certain extent, digital marketing is useful for every client I have, but not every part of digital marketing is necessary for what they need to do. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It does. Uh, but again, yeah, a lot of it is is perception, right? And if you don't have that online presence, then organizations, right? They're they're not going to get beyond beyond that. Uh, you know. That first let impression.
0: Let me elaborate a little bit there, Steve, because I I get where you're going there too. Um, there were some studies done uh, by um, uh, companies that do well, uh, organizations that that work in the supply chain arena. The people that are doing research and some sometime around 2014 to 2016, a huge, there was a huge shift in who was actually doing the research for these parts and and, and, uh, partnerships for manufacturing and things like that. Uh, Going from people in their 40s and 50s down into the 20s and 30s who were actually going out and looking for, you know, discovering new, like I said, new parts, you know, sourcing, that sort of thing. And and what we found was that the ways that those people were going and finding their information went from other sources, you know, the Thomas Register kind of idea, and at that time it was Thomas Net, um, uh, going through word of mouth, having other resources, knowing things because they were a little bit older, to I'm going to Google. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't findable mm-hmm. on Google, on the first page or the second page, or you know, through some kind of search capability, you weren't real. And that was a huge shift. And that was almost 10 years ago now. So that is probably why I base it, base, that's what I'm basing my answer on, is that I think to be real, you probably need to be at least findable. And uh, to be accepted, you probably need to have a fairly decent presence.
1: Just wanna let folks know that they can learn a little bit more about digital marketing and all of the the Cirrus um, resources that we have available by going to cirrus.iastate.edu. And um, you click there and then you go onto the services tab and it will pull down all of our areas of of impact, areas of emphasis, including growth, leadership, productivity, technology, workforce. Paul and the work that he does with digital Marketing is under our growth, along with marketing strategy, government contracting, uh, exporting, and uh, so many things there. And you can click right on digital marketing and it will pull things up. Paul, as an organization, is considering getting involved uh, with Sears as it relates to to digital marketing. I know there's no no, uh, um, typical project. uh, for you, and it, it depends upon the size of the organization, what they want to do. Um, what's the best place for them to start? How should they start out? Going, geez, you know, we want to look at this. How do we? How do we make this happen? Okay, good question. Good question.
0: The way that I work with companies, it, let's say, let's say, if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, I want to do digital marketing." I am, I'm all for that. I enjoy doing that. That's what my job is. Um, but what I typically start with, and I, I start to work my way back, I I will say, do you have a documented marketing plan or strategy? And why do I say documented? It's because everybody has a marketing plan or strategy uh, in their head. And some of them are as detailed as we would like to double our sales next year. We have four salespeople. We need to split this in quarter. Everybody go out and get more. Marketing plan. That's not a marketing plan. Okay. Um, what I like to see is a documented marketing strategy that that tells me, you know, what's our business model? What are we offering to the clients? Who are the 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 markets that we're going after, who are the people within the markets? What is it that they want? What is the way that we align with what they want, which is our uh, value proposition. And here are the ways that we think we should deliver them. Okay, that's the beginning of your hypothesis that we were talking about before. If you don't have that, then I think what you really need to do is kind of take a step back and look at the marketing strategy. That doesn't have to be a terribly expensive or long process, but you need to start somewhere and that's a place to start. I have sometimes taken business businesses back when they don't understand their business model and said, we need to step back to business model. And I have gone as far back as said, your company does not have an overall strategy and taking them all the way back to strategic planning. Where I hand them off to other professionals, we have people within Cirrus that can help with that as well, and then I can pick them up once I under once they understand what their overall goals and strategy is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because without that base, uh, you might end up uh, spending money instead of investing. And may, maybe I'll elaborate on that, Steve. Yeah, please. When I say when I say that you need a marketing strategy, if you don't have a marketing strategy and you go straight to tactics, which everybody loves. It's a little bit like the marketing strategy is having to eat your beans or peas and and the the website or the social media is like getting to have dessert. That's the Mm -hmm. fun part of it, right? Yeah. Uh, What makes that fun part even more fun is knowing that you've got a much better chance of succeeding. So setting up your strategy is important. The reason I say that when you have a strategy um that's much better is there are lots of people go out find somebody who does social media find somebody that's going to do email marketing or whatever that tactic is they start right in with that they have no idea what they're asking that person to do they have no idea how to measure them and what i call that is you're spending money yeah that's great you gave them money do you know what the results are? Do you have any expected outcome? Do you know how to determine whether or not you got what you were asking for? When you have that kind of knowledge and capability and a base understanding of what your strategy is and what you expect to get out of it, you are investing. So what I tell my clients is I don't allow them to simply spend money, mm-hmm. I help them invest. Okay, so
1: that's that's the goal here so uh let's take a look then then uh, i know uh, digital marketing but there's a lot involved there i know you've been you've been touching on on different elements of that but um what are some of those elements of digital marketing okay okay so yeah i'm
0: kind of a buzzkill i tell people they have to go back and do their marketing strategy and that's the most important thing but yes once you have that uh there are many different things that we can do and and if you can think about it it, there are a lot of things it's very fuzzy a lot of people don't understand the differences between these things but let's Mm -hmm. let's start with three major categories Okay. okay so once you have your value proposition um you need to think about how you are going to deliver that message and so i say And this might not be like everyone else in the industry, but I say there are three things. Uh, One of them is that delivery uh, methodology. And in you deliver your messages through some different. uh, Tactical implementations, Okay, One Mm -hmm. of them is definitely your website. That's your home base. That's the thing you get to control. There are some places that you can control the message in social media, so like your your groups or your business pages on different things, um, especially like a LinkedIn group or a LinkedIn business page, something like that. You're able to control your message there. Um, video marketing is and has been an ever increasing importance, um, and there are a few other ways that you can deliver your message, but those probably are your big three areas. Then you have traffic generation, and those are the things that probably get the most attention. You're gonna talk about things like search engine optimization, pay-per-click marketing, email marketing, um, uh, social media marketing, uh, in some ways, video marketing. Mm -hmm. And then finally, there's the last classification, which would be your analytics. Okay. And there are a few different versions of analytics there. You're typically seeing web analytics. Um, you've got social media analytics, the video analytics you can get. Uh, you've got a thing called CRO, which is uh, conversion rate optimization, which is kind of taking a peek at how people move around the Internet, not just on your website, and, and trying to um, figure out if, If and why they are moving in a way that you were hoping you were predicting, because that's part that's part of your strategy, you say, hey, I want people to land on my website, I want them to move around like this, I want them eventually to, to do this thing, the conversion, Mm -hmm. and conversion rate optimization is looking at that and seeing, okay, so what is impeding them from doing what it is that we're hoping they're going to do. Okay, so there's all these different elements, but you can you can put them into the message delivery, traffic generation, and then analytics. Those are the big buckets. Now, inside of each of those things, you got the message delivery, so that starts with content development, which yeah. is always supported by your marketing strategy and your proposition uh, your value proposition. Then you've got website development, which is a whole big arena, uh, e-commerce development, which goes along hand-in-hand typically with website development, but it is its is its own beast. And so there are website developers that don't do a terrific job with e-commerce development. And then there's a lot of e-commerce development that happens outside of web development, if you will. There's a lot of strategy to that and then interfacing with things like your CRM and ERP systems and the like. And so there's there's a lot more IT behind that. Then traffic generation, as I said, search engine optimization, um, that's not something that you just do to a website. If you're redeveloping a website or or uh, or developing a website for the first time, which I have mm-hmm. done a few times, um, search engine optimization is something that typically comes before that. Now, can you improve an existing website? Yes. But if you are ever considering starting, redesigning, doing anything like that, don't think you're going to do SEO to it after you're done with it. That is the wrong way to do it. Okay. okay. SEO is something that comes before that. It's the, it's, it's understanding what the clients are looking for. It's understanding uh, how the search engines are going to lay you in their organic search, uh, et cetera. And it, it, there's a lot of strategy to it. And the web development builds off of that, not the other way around. Um, search engine marketing or pay per click, uh, which is what most people think of it. That's just the mm-hmm. search engines. That's the way the search engines make the money. It's actually what supports the the uh, uh, search engine optimization. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the pay per click is, is like I said, how they make their money. And uh, there's a whole strategy involved with that. Um, it is a, a a good, it it helps you even the playing field. You can get up with the big boys doing that. Um, and it does build off of search engine optimization. There are benefits of having SEO before doing pay-per-click. You can do them in coincidence too, but I say that you probably should do SEO first. Social media marketing, everybody has, has seen that. The hint that I'd give people is that just because you're good at social media doesn't mean that you're good at social media marketing. Uh, there's there's a lot of different tactics there. There's paid. There's uh, organic. And then the influencer market is is growing and it is a real thing. And believe it or not, for many of our manufacturers, the influencers do help. It's surprising but true. Um, email marketing that is specifically looking at delivering value to keep in front of your clients. This isn't a prospecting tool necessarily how we do it. We believe in in providing value to clients. Video marketing, everybody knows that we're getting lazier as a as a population and we'd like to have it fed. And there are many advantages to video over just text. Mm-hmm. Um, Audio, like what you and I are doing, is another area in there that I'm starting to include more and more because podcasting is is something that can be delivered in a different uh, situation for people. Um, I, I believed a long time in video marketing, but I think the, the audio or the podcasting kind of thing is really uh, gaining even more traction. I'm a little late to the game on that, but I think it's uh, gaining a lot. And web analytics, maybe the final thing that I'll say about the analytics that's outside of, you know, it's its own thing. If you aren't asking questions and getting data to make business decisions, then you aren't doing analytics correctly. Okay. If you're getting a bunch of stuff back for a report that you're going to hand to somebody else and you look at a number and you ask yourself, you scratch your head and say, am I supposed to smile because of this number? or frown, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: if that's the question you're asking yourself, you're not doing it right. Analytics is there to support and get you information to answer questions that you have about how you need to conduct your business, how you need to re re, uh, remake your marketing scheme, whatever. Okay. If it's just there's a reporting tool and you hand it to somebody and you say, we got a, a thousand more users this month, and you don't know why that makes any difference, especially to the bottom line of making more money, mm-hmm. you're doing that wrong. Okay. So, in essence, that's most of the uh, elements of digital marketing,
1: especially the things that we work with. Can you share just some examples of maybe just some recent work? Again, not uh, not with uh, naming, but can you share some examples of just some of the work, the projects that you and your team have uh, done uh, in this area of digital marketing? Mm. Hmm. Yes, I can. So
0: some of the things, I mean, we have conducted projects that have started at different places. Mm-hmm. I like to say we meet our clients where they are. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I give some specific examples? We have worked with, uh, well, I don't want to be too specific because it'd be easy to figure out who it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've worked with a a company that makes a, what I would call a consumer-based product. Mm-hmm. Um. And they do a very good job of making parts of that product that other people utilize to make a product on their own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They make the product for other people and do white labeling for them. And they also make the product and have two of their own product lines. Mm-hmm. And we helped that organization um not in the strategic planning, but going all the way back to the business model and mapping all four of those business models that we're talking about, um, built up the marketing strategy for each one of them. It came down to the various marketing uh, value propositions of which there were several, because we were looking at different people in different markets. Uh, Two of them were a B2B play. Two of them really were a a B2C play. One of them might have technically been a B2B to C play, to be honest, and helping them understand that was probably the thing that I was most proud of before we ever got to the tactics. And then in each one of those situations, we helped them develop their website, uh, helped them with traffic generation, which had different tactics because they had different target markets with different value propositions, and also help them see uh, to collect data and help them make decisions on what would be their the biggest questions they would have within each one of those business models, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. Well, it would be easier if I could just say who it is. But uh, th- th- I, I feel like that, that was a very complete kind of project. There are other projects we do uh, where we might just do the marketing strategy and then they say, thanks, we can take it from here. Um, we uh, do other projects where we where we might help with the redesign of their search engine optimization and then teach people internally how they can continue with that with coaching. Um, we sometimes educate people uh, through our boot camp system and then have coaching that helps them do particular things, and then end up with a project because they have realized this is what I know about this. I understand it enough. I know what I'm asking for. I know how to evaluate it. And I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, too. And so we have the do it for you projects. So it it really, it varies all the way from educating you to coaching you. Um, heck, before the educating, there's assessing what you're doing already. And then, you know, finally, doing a project with you or for you, it just depends on what the client needs. We meet them where they are. We mm-hmm. evaluate what team they already have, and then we kind of work with them. we We envelop them in whatever way we need to. We build a team around what they've got, and then we go forward
1: well, and i I, I love that because you know that explanation there, um, because again, you know, Cirrus and all of our Cirrus services are, are are they're customizable to 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 the client themselves as to where they are at. So it's not a uh, an off the shelf uh, uh, creation uh, or uh, an off the shelf uh, solution, right? So um, many of those that are familiar with sir, uh, Cirrus, you know, are. are Tailored strategy, right? To educate, embed, and uh, engage, and that just simply means, yeah, it means we work with companies to fashion solutions specific to their individual needs. So, uh, Paul, how is that best if somebody is interested? H- how is it best to to connect with you? Um, what process should they go through?
0: Well, that's a that's a good question. You know, I always encourage clients in the state of Iowa to get to know their strategic advisor at Cirrus. Now, I'm not saying you have to go through the strategic advisor, but there are some great benefits to knowing your strategic advisor. They can bring things to you. They can they can answer questions. They can do some research for you. I mean, they're, they're a great resource. Uh, they're definitely not, um, I, I, I don't think they're, they're strategic advisors. They're not salespeople are not trying to sell you anything. They're trying to help you achieve your goals. And so I would say that if you know your strategic advisor just happen to mention digital marketing or that Paul guy and they're going to get you to me. That's not a problem <laughs> All right. You, you can always give me a call directly. That's not a problem. Uh, and and I will let the strategic advisors know that you've called me. But but like I said, there's there's different pathways. You're usually going to going to find me. Um and my information is on the cirrus website the strategic advisors information is on the website that I, I just say make contact we'll, we'll it'll be a positive experience
1: yeah and, and on that uh, on that note uh and so if you're in the northeast iowa territory that would be myself as your strategic advisor steve wilson northwest you're going to be looking at Derek thompson southwest is adam lathrop and then in the southeast uh, is Jeff White. If you do happen to be part of the food industry, that's going to be Rachel Hahn. And then if you're in Lynn County, uh, the Cedar Rapids area and surrounding, that is going to be Joy Donald. So yeah, definitely go out to the State.edu website. And we're going to have some additional follow-up uh, podcasts talking in greater detail about specifics on digital marketing and just some of the other elements of the growth Team at uh, at Cirrus. So, Paul, thanks so much for your time today, and look forward to connecting you again and again. Go out there if you're interested in marketing. Go out to the Cirrus page, look for events that are upcoming as it relates to marketing. You know, Paul mentioned the the boot camp. There's many other areas and opportunities for you to get involved uh, just from uh, from that uh, that side. Not necessarily even engaging in a specific project, but just uh, an educational piece. So, Paul, thanks again. Well, thank you, Steve. This was uh, this was a blast. <laughs> Good deal. All right, folks. Thanks again. Uh, we'll be putting up another episode soon. So thanks for listening.